Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're discussing tech news, we're discussing VR, we're discussing robots, we're discussing flying cars, and we are discussing artificial intelligence on the Alfie Wattam podcast. The Alfie Wattam podcast. First thing I want to share is um, wistlabs.com uh, have released uh, a pretty cool innovation in the in the world of virtual reality. Um, for those listening on audio, now is a good time to, uh, to turn on the video. Um, essentially, um, I'm, I know you guys have seen this clip, but just showing it for the people at home, um, you can pop on a uh, VR, sort of AR mixed reality headset, and you can click a button and see memories that you've recorded before in the past. So uh, there's a very cute um, memory of a baby, Everyone loves babies, and uh, there they are in the living room. Um, obviously, pretty interesting tech, pretty groundbreaking innovation, um, and something that was sent to me, and I was like, yeah, th- this is definitely something we should have a chat about. So um, virtual reality obviously has been um, interesting places in the news, but um, starting to see some pretty cool applications and use cases. Um, let's get your, your reactions and, and, and thoughts to this. Um, D- Damien, when, when you see that clip, what, what, what's your uh, perspective? Yeah, no, it's um, it's good tech. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I think I see good use cases for it. Uh, you know, it is I guess that next generation in terms of you know, it's videos and you know photos and and so on. And I think um, I can see it being used in I guess like you know so- social media face um yeah, you know sphere yeah. as well. Um. But yeah, I do actually, actually I like it. Yeah. It's quite nice. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, right? It's quite cool. Yeah. What what do you think Alex when you see that? Oh boy, I think it's creepy. <laughs> and I think it's going to make us much lonelier as humans, you sure. know, especially when the baby disappears. Yes. Like yeah, when yeah. he like tries to touch the baby but the baby's not there. It's a hologram. And then he switches it off and it disappears and maybe the recording was like 30 years ago and the baby's an adult now and they don't call anymore. Mm. And all they have left is, you know, this recording of trying to touch the baby. I don't know. Maybe. I think, like, we are living in an increasingly lonely society. Yeah, and yeah. I'm afraid that this will contribute to increasing loneliness when instead of making new friends, uh, you replay videos of your old good experiences. Yeah. yeah. Virtual reality definitely um, is quite isolating um, yeah. to a degree. You know, putting on a, on a headset locks you in your own individual world, doesn't it? But, but it's fun. But you can do it with people, you know, like if you have a multi-user virtual reality experiences, uh, I think it's great yeah. because it makes sure that you do not use Earth's resources. Yeah. You know, you don't go somewhere, you don't fly on a plane, you can meet your friends from different countries in virtual reality. And yeah. that's much cheaper, less taxing on Earth, yeah. which is cool. It yeah. can enable, but this thing, I don't know, I find it a bit creepy. Okay. What's your perspective, Berta, when you see this clip? I I sort of was going to say the same as Alex, but I just thought mm, maybe it's not appropriate to say it. You can say anything on the show. (laughs) I really agree with that. But I can see good uses for it, specifically in mental health, maybe Mm. possibly trying to really uh, help people who suffer from anxiety, depression. And and I know there are quite a few deployments of that tech in uh, educating people and helping people as well. But I do agree uh, that there needs to be a border between the, uh, the, the real life and this life, and some people might lose out on that. And you know, I can see it a little bit in my son <laughs> as sure, well on sure. a personal story. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a growing market. 
Yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you raised an interesting point a second ago, Alex, where you said about this could make people isolated because um, the vision of virtual reality was to connect people and bring them closer together. That was, you know, Meta's whole um, mm. ethos, right? Um, and they did that really well. Um, you could argue with, with Facebook, with Instagram, with WhatsApp, but um, virtual reality potentially could be um, not achieving what it what it set out to be because we see a lot of uh, you know the younger generation I suppose um, you know addicted to TikTok but then what happens when TikTok becomes inside VR and mm. and then they're just living in, in this sort of thing um, do you think VR is going to be um, you know a really positive thing for the world or, or do you think it might um, make people more socially awkward and, and, and that sort of thing you, you post the question so why, why don't you kick that off um, well, I think it's a tool, first of all, mm. and it depends how you use it and what applications are developed for it. Yeah. Um, right now, I mean, there is Oculus, of course, and yeah. you can use Oculus, but the problem is if you go there are 10-year-olds. Sure. Uh, you know, you go into nearly any application that's free on Oculus, that's public, and it's a lot of 10-year-olds whose parents gave them a VR headset just yeah. not to educate them yeah. and to be like, here's a toy, go play with it. Yeah. Um, but as more tools are being developed, um, maybe we're going to have better applications. And because it still can be social mm. as long as it's moderated, because the moderation is a massive problem. But we're having this new development in like ChatGPT that can help with moderation. You know, yeah, yeah. is this 10-year-old being rude right now? Should they be kicked off or something like that? Because you cannot just freely moderate VR mm. uh, with humans. You don't have enough humans. But if we have technology that does that and actually educates and guides people in their life journeys yeah. as they use these applications, I mean, sure. I mean, I think it can be as good as meeting people in the room right now. We could be in VR. Why yeah. not? I mean, Mark has tried to do it with people. I've, I've been in VR rooms before where it's just people with very high squeaky voices, which, which, which is cool. But And then you see um, somebody walking by with a shiny glow on their head. And they're, they're a member of staff working for Meta, moderating the room. Mm. And one by one, you see the kids disappear. And um, yeah. they, they, have, they have made it so that you have to be a certain age. But obviously, anybody can just click it's a button. It's scalable. Like, yeah. you need like some automation for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your perspective, Berta, on the um, the implications of people being super introverted, socially awkward, potentially because of this sort of technology? So because probably I'm really very much people-oriented person, people yeah. in the room person, <laughs> I, I just can't see it for myself. I can definitely see it for younger younger generation. And I do think it's worrying. I think it's worrying because there's so many mental issues amongst youngsters now. And I think part of it is due to the fact that they, I might be old-fashioned here, they're not going out and playing the ball with the with the others. You know, they're not really playing in a forest but it's it just makes them alienated being in yeah. that room even even when you in your headset space it's um, probably not for me yeah but yeah i can see i can see like alex pointed out good points in terms of education and yeah helping yeah educating and helping what if there's no difference what if you cannot know that I'm not real. That's yeah. a million dollar that, question. That, that, that yeah. is a scary bit. <laughs> yes. Oh, the forest is not that, real. On, yeah. on our last episode, we had, yeah. a, we had a clip yeah. with the world's most advanced video game graphics. It was the Unreal mm. Engine, mm -hmm. and it was a, a clip which you could not tell the difference mm. between real life and VR. Yeah. Uh, I think that was more um, on like a console, but when that gets put into VR, then we're in trouble. Because, yeah. um, and they can simulate smells as well now, right? Yes. So they have technology yes. for that. Yeah, we got how, how about touch? Yeah, we can, oh, we can they're gloves. gloves yeah. Yeah. You've got gloves, you've got smell, you've got movement with the VR treadmills. Um, the only thing that you don't have is taste because um, I don't really know how you can how you can do that. But well, wire to the brain? Mm -hmm. Neuralink, yeah. 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 yeah, you probably could. Um, well, what's your take, Damien, on the, the social side? Yeah, I think, you know, growing up, I just remembered 
being in the house was the most boring thing to do. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you grew up sort of playing outside football, whatever it is, just having fun, climbing trees, doing things as kids. And I think, you know, things have changed significantly. You know, kids are, you know, even my kids, you know, it's a struggle sometimes just to get them out the house. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. um, you know, there's everything that was outside brought into the house. And, you know, this is just taking it to that next level, uh, you know, with, 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 with the VR technology and, and agree, you know, it, it is, it can lead to, you know, we have to be mindful of, you know, how is it affecting our kids mentally? You know, it's, it, 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 it can have an impact. So it's something that we have to sort of regulate, um, see how we can, uh, I guess, have tools that we can use to, to sort of monitor the usage, and uh, uh, which I'm sure, of course, they're there they already. Um, it's interesting because I think it was, might have been in India, I'm not quite sure, where there was a small community where they literally locked down the Wi-Fi for a couple hours in the, in, in the night. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they really have people policing just to make sure you can get a fine if you are using, you know, <laughs> the Wi-Fi during that. Not saying we must, uh, you know, yeah. that's, that's where we're, we, we should be heading. But, you know, there is, they found that, you know, the community was a bit more cohesive when they did that. You yeah. know, it was, you know, you know, people were finding things. They were having dinner together as a family. Yeah. You know, they were doing these things. So it was quite interesting, you know, that, you know, the, the community actually accepted, they actually embraced mm. the fact that they were doing this. And it was actually um, bringing people, bringing families back together. Yeah. So it was, you know, quite interesting. Maybe it won't work here, but, you know, it's, um, we probably need to see how we can sure. sort of find a, find, a, find a way to moderate it just but a bit. What if the dinner is in VR? What if all of you are in VR together? Ooh. Living life within virtual reality. The, the only problem is it's not real reality, is it? It's uh, what, What's real reality? I know, The Matrix, you know, where yeah. uh, that movie was just released um, to, yes, I think yesterday was the date it, it was released, um, you know, so many years ago, it was oh. the, the, the anniversary, and I rewatched it, and um, all I could think was the, those tanks there at the beginning, you know, with the... Um, whether in, in the, the pods, I mean that that is basically the the, the VR of the of the future potentially. But um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But um, that video you showed, it's more AR than VR, though. Well, I think he was wearing a, a, a VR headset with pass through. Yeah, um, I mean, well, but yeah, you, sure. th- that you, you, the word probably would be AR to, to, to use, but mi- or mixed reality perhaps, because it's mm. um, yeah. But that's the creepier thing. That's the next level creepy because now sure. you can okay, if you have a video, yeah. which means you can also generate people. Yeah, and you know the Apple, they're releasing their new AR glasses soon. Yeah, I think. Uh, WWDC uh, in a couple of months. Yeah, so if people June. wearing them, they'll be like yeah. fake people walking around. You don't know who's real, who's not. Yeah. Well, what, what about predictions on on this thing, right? Do, do you, if you all had to, you know, give your um, opinion, um, do you think in a couple of years we're going to have, um, l- let's say we have VR, AR, people are wearing this, you know, in the same way we've got phones and then Apple watches and, and so on. If that becomes a thing, do you think we'll have overlays of memories on a on a regular basis? So you'll go into your, you know, um, your, your living room and you'll see your, you know, past grandparents and you have to, to re- rewatch and have, have you know, a memory. Or maybe, you know, you'll go into your kid's bedroom, you'll be able to see, you know, you click a button and you can replay. In the same way that we went to, from looking at photographs to looking at videos of memories, do you think AR and VR memories will, will become a thing? Or do you think this is just gimmick, it's a fad and, and it won't actually happen? Or do you think we'll, we'll be seeing our pets' memories in, in, in in VR. Let's just get your predictions. Uh, Berta, do you think it's a uh, potential hit or, or, a, or a flop? So in short, I think it's a potential flop and of all of the ideas we're discussing today, that's my least favourite one. Okay, no problem. Damien? 
you know what? I think it's gonna it's gonna take off. I think it's gonna be that next level. Yeah. You know, I think it's you know inevitable. I mean, you know, as I say, we need we do need certain regulations around it, but it's that's just where it's gonna go. Okay, Alex. Um, if there's money in it, yeah. it's gonna take off. Of course. Well, I mean, there will probably there'll be a free model and then a way to, to mm. monetize it with, with a paid one. I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I probably would um, would say it, it, it won't be as popular as a photo or a video, but I think there will definitely be a, a good chunk of people that, that enjoy this this sort of thing. But you need the breach of the market first. You need people to have the devices and they yeah. cost money. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big thing, right? But, I mean, people bought you know, computers, people bought laptops, people bought phones and, and you know, this the watches and then perhaps glasses are the, are the, the next thing. Maybe, but they've been around for a bit. Like, how many people you know have, like, an Oculus, for example? What's the market's penetration right now? S- surprisingly, more people bought Oculuses than Xboxes uh, last year. So, really? yeah, yeah, they, they are being sold at a bigger quantity than people realize. Just the usage, the daily active users is not where it needed mm. to be. But it, the tech is just not there yet. Yeah, there's no killer app as well. There's nope. nothing to really bring it back. It needs to replace your phone. When when VR, AR mm. can replace your phone, that's when, um, that's when it will be used on a daily basis, I, I, I believe. Hey, this podcast is brought to you by weloveAlpha.com. If you're looking to grow and hire and scale your software, engineering team in the UK and go to weloveAlpha.com to hire the best software developers on the market. Everything across Java to C Sharp to PHP to Python to React and Angular and mobile and more. Go to weloveAlpha.com to hire the best software engineers in the UK now. Let's have a look at the next um, clip. Um, this is a piece of news that was sent to me, um, which is quite interesting. So um, robotic arm assists with knee replacement. So Sky News was invited to see a robotic arm assist with a full knee replacement at uh, Walsall Manor Hospital. This is the first time that this type of technology has been used at an NHS district general hospital. And the surgery was a complete success. There's a picture there of the, uh, the robotic arm. Um, there was a doctor also operating on the on the patient, but the robotic arm was essentially their assistant, um, helping out and making sure that the su- surgery was successful. Um, when you when you hear this story, um, what's what's your reactions to this? Um, Berta, we'll, we'll start with yourself. I just think it's amazingly exciting. So reading on the market, it's a very growing market. There were over 1.7 million operations done using robotic really? uh, oh, wow. automation. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't remember whether it was over last year whether it was sure, in total sure. mainly in states i see lots of pluses there's still worries and concerns but yeah definitely exciting news yeah what, what, what's your take damien no i agree i agree Berta. it's 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 very exciting uh space right now uh being able to use robots and you know performing surgery and so on and uh you know it's i think for me it is uh I guess, or, or in terms of what I can't get my head really around with, with regards to this. Uh, I know as a surgeon, you need to have a license to be a surgeon. Uh, I'm not quite sure in terms of a risk, um, the risk in this. I mean, do you need to have a license as a robot to be doing performing <laughs> surgery? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, um, you know, that is yeah. what's required. So it's, it's, I guess it's quite interesting space. Uh, I mean, anything with automation, automation does make things um, or should make things uh, a bit more reliable, safer, yeah. um, ideally, uh, you know, uh, performing better performance and, and so on. 
but um but yeah I, I think it's a good a good area a good space uh just just not quite sure how that bit works the the, the licenses are probably coming because gpt can now pass the bar it can pass basically every single exam that it's being given um so you know a gpt um bot could could you know, pass basically any university qualification. So um, I'm sure it probably could get qualified if it, if it really wanted to. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. What, what, what's your take, Alex, when you when you hear about this story? Well, I have two questions. First of all, what are the ethical implications yeah. uh, if uh, the robot surgeon accidentally or not accidentally kills a patient? Yeah. Which might happen. It will happen, probably. It will yeah, happen. Yeah. So yeah. what are the implications? Who's responsible? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, and the second one, how well tested the code is for that thing, mm. because, I mean, it's a complicated piece of machinery uh, with a lot of moving bits and a lot of code, potentially. Uh, how well tested is it? How secure is it? Uh, is it possible to, like, hack into the network and, you yep. know, control yeah. it remotely, as people did with planes, for example? Sure. You can be on a plane, you can hack on a plane and do a thing with the wings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these are my two kind of concerns about this. W- would you feel comfortable having this operate on you? Let's say you had a, you know, heart surgery or something. Would you, if you could opt for robot or for not robot, what, what would you choose? Uh, well, with if I could choose, I would choose a human. But I think right now with the current state of NHS, uh, you might not like yeah, have yeah. a choice. You'd be like, you can wait for half a year and get a human or you can have a robot today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I would go for a robot. So you'd pick a robot out of convenience. Yeah, yeah. if I yeah. could get a robot today or wait for a human, yeah. I'd pick a robot today. What about your, your side, Damien? Human. human. I prefer human right now. Uh, I don't know enough and I don't know if there has been enough research or I'm not quite sure. I don't know much about what has gone into, you know, the development of these robots. And, yeah. you, know, the, you, know, you know, as you said, you know, th- there is that mm-hmm. risk, you okay. know, yeah. and don't know much, you know, you know, cybersecurity is There's a, a risk huge of a human though as well. You know? Yeah, there is. Um, you know, it's, it's very clear. I just said that, you know, with, with, with automation comes, you know, reliability and stability and so on. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Um, it's just the idea, isn't it? Having a robot operate on you—it's it's a bit scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'd I'd like to probably see. You know, I'm not, I'm not the first one to jump on <laughs> to do something like that. You know, it's, yeah. I've just never been that person. So you know, I'll have to see. It has to be sort of in production for for a while before yeah. I can feel a bit more safe. Okay. Get, get all the bugs, all the kinks yeah, up yeah. first before well, I jump. Hopefully, on. they're out before they even do the first one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, but I take your point in terms of ethics and so on. Mm. Um, I think it ties into the fact that I'm not quite sure how they're licensed and you know, mm. you know how that works. Yeah. yeah. But Berta, are you yay or nay on having a robot surgeon? Uh, so I think I would go for yes, um, and I just wanted to answer the question about the who is performing the surgery. My understanding right now is a sort of combination of both, that sure. behind each robot you still have a surgeon, and I think that surgeon has to have a massive knowledge how these robots work. So the purpose of the robot as it is right now is to really be precise in the incision and the movements. So I probably, if I had a surgery which is quite standard, I would be quite happy to go for a robot, something that is new, mm. not yet. No. I, I think, I think though, um, I, you know, they're there to support and assist uh, uh, the, the surgeon and, and the surgeons at hand, but I think maybe Few day, f- down yeah, the line, yeah. you know, the surgeon <laughs> yes. will be out, and I think that poses another prop, um, problem that we do ha- have with generally AI. It's taking over jobs, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Uh, you know, eventually, what you know, yeah. the surgeon is going to be there sitting down watching the the, 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 the um, Definitely. you know, the robot perform surgery, and yeah. you know, they would be, be, be redundant, wouldn't they? 
yeah. that, that's the thing, right? We, we talk about on the show about robots replacing baristas and and uh, construction workers, and but a robot replacing a surgeon is that is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You know, should we let that happen? Should we stop innovation? What what, what, what do you think when when you have the idea of AI replacing surgeons better? I immediately think robots replacing software engineers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why as well because maybe you're all screwed. But yeah, I, I, I think about the length of life. I think about people having the quality of life through yeah. that. I, I think about all of the positives which it can give to humans. So that's probably okay. So you're you're on optimistic it. Yeah. On, on it. Very, very okay. Your side. I agree with you. I think, as I said, you know, with automation, especially in, in engineering, you know, we can see the benefits of automation through productivity, uh, you know, automation testing that, you know, brings up a bit more stability and reliability and, and so on. And, you know, that brings um, operational efficiency as well. Mm. And, and also uh, the less burnout, you know, when you automate things as a person, you, you know, you have that less. So there, there are benefits of automation, uh, from you know, for us as humans, in terms of um, you know, less burnt and so on. So those are the the pros. But I kind of agree with Elon in terms of we're going probably a bit too fast mm-hmm. and too quick to market. And uh, I think it's really based on competition. Mm-hmm. So not sure if we need to just take a pause. Well, that's his view, right? He's he's signed the petition. Steve, yeah. Steve Wozniak has signed the petition. Um, over a thousand of the world's leading tech experts have, have yeah. signed a petition on on banning AI advancement for six months. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's post Chat GPT four. Anything yeah. beyond that, you know, yeah. Which, regardless of how many people sign that thing, it's not going to happen because China's going to keep working on it, and then we're yeah. just gonna, then you know the West is just going to be left behind. Um, you know, in in, in its exponential growth. But well, I think regulation has to catch up. Yeah, I think um, yeah. we're going too quickly. I don't know how, um, you know, ethics, bias, yeah. uh, you know, in it. I think those are things, those are questions we need to ask. Um, you know, we need to pause and see what is this, you know, is the data bringing in some level of bias, uh, you know, in the AI? Yeah. Uh, you know, privacy. Mm. You know, when you write something in chat GPT, where does it go? Mm. Uh, you know, what, what's the privacy that surrounds it? Uh, so I think, you know, we do really have a lot of questions to ask, uh, you know, what's the impact it's going to have on, 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 on jobs? As you said, you know, we kind of worried about, you know, it's writing code. Yeah. Well, what's your take, Alex, on the, on the job side? We didn't, we didn't get your perspective on so With the surgeons, at least, I think we have to. Uh, we are a rapidly aging society. Um, there are more and more older people. Older yep. people need more healthcare. We have less and less doctors. So we have to somehow address it. And I think this robotic surgeon is there just in time. Yeah. So by the time when we're in this like, you know, spot where it's very top-heavy, more old people than young people, maybe we have robot doctors that are good enough to operate on older people and improve their quality of life. Um, in general, the replacement of jobs, um, I'm not really that worried, specifically for like software development because we had like code generation for years Mm. like you could generate code before and what does right now it does it better 
it's like it's, you don't need to Google Stack Overflow anymore. Sure. Uh, you can replace some very simple, you know, like, oh, we can get a React component if you just describe it in a sentence. But can you describe it well enough? Mm-hmm. Because like in my experience, you know, like describing the problem is like 50% of the problem, you know, like getting mm-hmm. the right requirements and then writing the code is probably like, what, 40% boilerplate and then 10% it's craft, it's art, mm. you know, it's the imaginative solutions. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure, I'm not convinced that ChatGPT can do imaginative solutions. Mm. It can really well do like things if you define the problem real well. Mm. Um, but in the way it's like a calculator, you know, like before you had to do it by hand, then you could do it with, you know, pressing buttons. So yeah. now you can calculate things by using words. Mm. So I'm not really that afraid of it replacing a lot of crucial stuff. And most of the applications I've seen so far seem like tech demos. Yeah. I haven't seen any real like killer app or killer feature. It feels like, you know, back in the days when you had Adobe Flash mm-hmm. and everybody made a Flash game, um, that's what ChatGPT feels to me right it's, now. It's definitely early stage, but once we have the plugins, once we have uh, an ecosystem of apps and everything is integrated into it, I believe it will just be like having a website, like you'll have some kind of AI implementation in, in, in your business, but we'll have to um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, n- next clip I wanted to have a chat with you about is um, klein-vision.com have um, been working on a flying car. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that sentence, but um, let, let, let's show the clip and uh, for those listening, um, tune in to have a quick um, watch of this thing. Essentially, it's a very cool uh, sports looking car. Um, imagine seeing this just going down the highway and then suddenly the wings come out. Suddenly you uh, you pull back and then you're flying through the <laughs> through the flicking sky, um, and and there it is. It's uh, it's a flying car. I don't really know what else what else to say. We've had um, you know flying Uber helicopters on the show before. We've had loads of drones doing deliveries, but a flying car is. Um, it's here, and that was always the vision of the future. It's always what people wanted to have, people wanted to see, people wanted to drive, people wanted to fly, and uh, and in the not-so-distant future, you may be able to uh, press a button on your Tesla, and then, you know, you are in the sky. Um, what, what's your reaction, uh, Alex, when you uh, when you see this flying car? Personally, I've never asked for this. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't my vision of the future ever. Sure. Um, I think it's a toy for the rich. Okay. Uh, I think to afford a flying car, I mean, it's just for a very selected few people will be able to. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's going to be a good car. I don't think it's going to be a good plane. It's going to be just a toy. Mm. Um, I'd rather have, uh, you know, better public transport. I'd rather uh, be able to, you know, take my dog on Eurostar, which I cannot right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a gimmick and it's just, you know... A, yeah, no, no okay. I don't like it. What, what, what's your take better? Um, I would love to. I wouldn't like to drive it. I'm such a bad driver as it is. Uh, but yeah, I would love to just get into it, uh, you know, take and, and travel. Uh, uh, I think the market is uh, predicted to grow quite rapidly at around 26 per year or something like this. So, uh, yeah, uh, watch the space. Okay. What, what's your take, Damien? I hate flying, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, flying in a flying car. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I think I think to be honest, uh, you know, the it, it it's probably as you said, you know, something for the rich. But you know, just like cars, you know, it was something for the rich first. But eventually, probably not in yeah, probably not in my lifetime. I don't know. But um, you know, it's gonna be commonplace. I guess in yeah. a few years that you know people are going to be using flying cars, possibly. Uh, I think there are things like, I guess, 
to look out for is maybe impact on the environment. Uh, that might be something that uh, we have to look into, what the impact is going to be. Security, I think we spoke about that in the, one of the, yeah. in the past, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. you know how security is. I mean, how do you navigate traffic in the air, mm. you know, um, I guess traffic, air traffic control in regular airplanes is, is, is crazy, much, much less mm. um, traffic in the air. So I don't know, we might need a self-flying aspect, no more self-driving, but self-flying so they're not bumping into each other, but we'll, we'll have to you, You'll have, have to, you'll have to, because I mean, right now to fly, you need a license. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think like people would just be able to pick up and fly, if, even if it becomes real. Yeah. So it's all going to be self-flying. Yeah, so like in you know Fifth Element, I think was the movie, right? Okay, where like you tell it where to go and it takes it there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right about this being for the rich, right? So it, it's not for sale at the moment. It's still an R and D, but clearly from the video we we saw a working prototype. But the reports say it might be around about a million dollars, um, which is a lot of money for um, a car. Um, probably not a lot of money for like a private jet. Um, but um, it's not a jet. It's not really a jet, is it? It's kind of uh, in between, but. Um, it's going to be for the rich, obviously, to, to begin with. But I, I was listening to Henry Ford's audiobook this morning, and um, you know, before he created the Model T, I believe it was, uh, cars were for the for the rich, and you know, everybody else had a had a horse and cart, and then he came along and made a car for the people, essentially. Um, so you know, this might not be the product which you know gets to the masses, but maybe the the twelfth or the third thirteenth, uh, you know, competitor might create something which everybody can can use. But what does it solve? What problem does it solve? Well, it solves the problem of traffic. You know, if you're if you're on a busy motorway and so uh, does public transport. Correct. Yeah, and, and public transport probably is a better solution in my opinion because it's better for the environment and um, maybe you know some kind of boring tunnel company vision where you've got loads of those um, you know done helped by, by by the government so that those are you know available for use for a lot of people that that sort of thing might might be um, you know a, a better solution. But this is interesting, um, not to say the less. But uh, it, it poses a question: do, do you think this will remain a toy for rich people, or do you think we'll see mass adoption? Um, on this, if I had to get your your predictions, um, but Berta, what 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 do you think? Um, I think it would be mass adoption. Um, I think it could be part of the public transport as well, flying buses at some point. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to shoot up. Maybe not within the next twenty years, but okay. So long term, long term, you yes. see this being a mass yeah, yeah. adoption thing. Okay, okay. What, what do you think, Damien? Yeah, no, I think I think the same. It's 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 going to be a mass adoption. Okay, you know, people ever. Yeah, it's 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 as you said, you know, few few years maybe even 10 years i don't know yeah but uh as it's probably going to be as i said automated it's going to be you know or you might you know, well, people might have the chance to fly them themselves because they're enthusiasts but uh but yeah it's going to be it's going to be i think it's going to take off what 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 do you think is this a toy is it a gimmick or do you see this being an everyday thing alex uh it's a toy i mean it's personally i think it's going to be a toy for rich people and uh yet again the question like what problem it solves um so if vr picks up for example like previous topic yes. uh, more people yeah. will stay home like yeah. right now the problem of traffic is more people commute people go places you know like if more people stay at home and do stuff at home i mean they don't need to commute as much so i mean the roads become clearer 
Um, so that might not be a problem anymore and better public transport will solve that problem. Mm. And in general, you know, like self-driving cars will also solve a problem. If like Uber, you can press a button and the car just appears. You don't need to drive it. You get in, it takes you places. It doesn't yeah. need to fly. It's much cheaper not to fly. It's really expensive to bring something to the air, like the fuel consumption. Like uh, it's, it's expensive. I mean, of course they make better and better ones, but it's still, it's much cheaper to stay on the ground. That's why we're not in space yet. Sure. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I, I see maybe like a few years from well, 10, 20 years from now. But why? Taking like, off, um, you know, jumping in the car and going to France. <laughs> going to. Or, or you can get on a train and go to France. I mean, your star is there. I know. Well, I mean, we're maybe going to get another tunnel to France. We need another tunnel to France because right now, like, it's it's a monopoly. It's quite sad. You can't bring your dog there in the. No, uh, you cannot. Star. Yeah, wow. that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like, I have to take a ferry when I go mainland. But you, you can't in the flying car. Uh, well, yeah, but flying car is like for me personally. I prefer public transport. I like yeah. trains. I like being, you know, with more people in one vessel. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I mean, and this is like still a very individual thing where like it's you and maybe two more people. And if you put more people in it, it's a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, you said flying buses, you know, so, so maybe, Berta, you, you're onto something there. Maybe that's a hybrid, in, you know, in between, you know, you have uh, the public transport of the bus, but mm. then it also can fly as well. I mean, who knows? Mm. buses that you can take the dogs on as well and i mean i think it's also about speed i, I yeah. know you know you can live by the seaside in france and commute to london to do the work yeah or you can just do it remotely using your you VR could headset. Do it remotely, yeah. of course yeah. Yeah. Thing, you know? i mean but I, I did the podcast for you know 70 episodes on, on webcam and it's not the same as doing it in, in person so mm. i mean remote is great but it's not always the answer is it sure you know? but um, technology is improving you know. It is, it is. And when, when Apple released their new um, headset, there are um, leaks that it will have a much better um, graphical interface in, in the respect that it can scan your face. And instead of seeing a little, you know, Mark Zuckerberg um, 2D animation, you know, that we've all seen that, that picture with in, in France, right? You know, instead of seeing that, you will see you mm. in, in VR on, on oh, Facebook. Also, like read emotions and then they display them on the avatars. But, so but when you smile, avatar detail. smiles. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, cool. Yeah, so that that potentially will you know will drive what what you're saying, but um, we'll have to wait and see in a few months. Um. Hey, really quick video just to give you a free subscription to Coda Magazine. Coda is the number one publication for all the latest tech news expert insights and exclusive industry interviews. With Coda, you get the inside scoop on what's happening with Elon Musk, with Bill Gates, with Jeff Bezos, with Mark Zuckerberg, and so much more. So if you work in the technology industry, then I'd highly recommend that you give Coda a read today. Just scan the QR code on the screen for free access now, or go to welovealpha.com forward slash magazine to get your free subscription today. Okay, uh, final clip to discuss. This was actually sent to me on, on Twitter by um, a follower of the show. If you enjoy the show and would like to send me clips, and my Twitter handle is on the screen at the moment. Um, we've got some really good engagement there at the moment. Um, Michael Dell, uh, everyone knows Mr. Dell. He actually um, was liking the show the other day and um, and, and sharing it. So um, appreciate everybody's uh, engagement um, in that respect. But this clip was sent to me. Um, it's a news story um, talking about artificial intelligence and Levi. So Levi Strauss is partnering with Amsterdam-based digital model studio LaLaLand.ai uh, to create hyper-realistic AI models of everybody type 
age, size, and skin tone. So essentially, um, you will be able to go onto their website, you know, list your your gender, your 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 body you know, size, your skin tone, etc., and see what you would look like wearing those clothes, which is uh, interesting. Um, what, what, what are your reactions when you see this application of, of AI, um, Damien? What, what's your take? No, I think, uh, I think it's good. I think it's, you know, being able, because, you know, when you see models modeling clothes, they don't look like me. <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. You know, um, no, not the six pack and whatever. And, you know, sure. so I think for me, it's like, yeah, you know, seeing, as you said, you know, the different body types and so how, how it looks on me. Yeah. Being able to see how it look, actually looks on, 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 I guess, maybe my, my physique or whatever. Okay. It's, um, I think, it, yeah, it's going to take off. I guess, you know, you can, you can, you know, ask the same question, uh, you know, where the model is going to go. I know, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> that because that is an interesting point. <laughs> yeah. but, but what's your initial reaction, Alex, when you when you see this uh, this piece of news? Um, I think it's about like 10 years too late. Okay. Um, because now if you get like good AR, you can put your AR glasses on, look in the mirror, and it's going to replace your clothing with whatever clothing you want. So it's going to be on you, yep. not on yep. a generated model. And the younger people, I mean, they're all in like, their TikToks and stuff, right? So sure. they do not really look into models anymore. And they don't get, like, you know, the peer pressure of how you're supposed to look from the ads as a previous generation had. They get it from TikToks. Mm. And a lot of the TikTok, you know, influencers, they get uh, sponsored by the brands and they wear the clothing. Yeah. So I think it's a bit too late. It's an interesting tech demo, but I think that's it. Maybe a stepping stone to the AR um, that you see. Okay. And what, what's your take, Berta? Um, probably conflicting views and mainly conflicting because I, I don't find the ethics being very fair. Um, I just don't know, you know, whose bodies are they in that model and and who do, does own the, the body because in the end the compilation that body is someone else's measurement yeah, yeah. someone else's pictures it's, it's a funny one but yeah i mean i can definitely see the benefits there's no question okay definitely it's good from an edni perspective to a degree but then also it's bad because it's not giving the um the edni uh, minorities the jobs that, that that would be needed from a model perspective so it's fake edni Kind of. Um, you posed the question, uh, Damien. Um, I mean, I think this is um, obvious that models are not going to exist, really, if, if this takes off, because why the hell would you need a model? Um, why would you even need a photographer um, if you have Dali for, um, you know, scenic art and other types of art? You've got Midjourney for, you know, building this kind of cool stuff. Then models and photographers will, 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 will be gone. So um, do you see that becoming a thing or, or what's your view on that side? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it is a threat on you know mm. that industry in terms of you know not not you know models will be gone. Uh, so and I think that's just a general question around you know what AI brings, and you know that's why we have to kind of probably step back and kind of see you know where you know where where it's going really. Mm. You know what impact is going to really have uh, you know on on jobs. Uh, you know, so so yeah, I think it's it's it is, I guess, a concern. Yeah, in that industry that we probably have to look into. So it, it makes the pause on AI make some sense when you start to 
considered the the millions and millions of jobs which are going to be affected overnight when it comes to this sort of thing potentially yeah and 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 and, and i think with with this and that you know in you know with different innovations and different i guess in industries and you know you know as time goes by new jobs will be created mm. you know it's going to bring new opportunities uh just like the industrial revolution as we said you know you know, new opportunities came when when machines came mm. came about. Um, you know, there's there's also I think there there will always be jobs, but there there'll be different type of jobs. Sure, okay. different industries will 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 open up. Okay, what they are, not quite sure yet, but uh, you know, I think there will be. Okay, so AI replacing models, replacing photographers, um, but Berta, is that going to happen? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What's what's your take? Um, I think it will happen. Um, I I think this is just the way the world is going, and I I agree about so many concerns over how we're implementing AI. But I'm also aware that the world, and this is a big gun, the world competition is now a tech stack. And um, I was uh, listening to a program on Saturday where I was discussing how China approaches the development with the utilitarian party, mm. where they don't give people a choice. And everyone seems to comply, but the point is that they really advance in what they're doing. And if we sort of stop here, you know, I just don't know what sort of larger implications might be in a, in a few years' time if we don't follow. And and it's it's a it's a really difficult question. Yeah, yeah. What's your take, Alex? So I don't think the models and photographers will completely go away because it's going to be a thing of prestige, mm -hmm. you know. So yes, you can have an auto-generated art and whatever, but you can use a real human. And sure. that's going to give you yeah. an edge and make things more expensive. You know, like Paris Fashion Week. It's not going to be auto-generated. They're going to be catwalks. They're going to be photographers. It's, you know, it's the couture. It's super cool. But all the, like, you know, the general stuff will probably be replaced, um, potentially. But the... Bigger picture, I still think like it's still a tool, and depending how we use that tool, uh, will probably shape jobs. We'll probably make some jobs obsolete, but we'll make some jobs more rewarding. And uh, well, to be honest, I want jobs to be gone completely. I want everybody sure. to just have hobbies. I want to live in a you know post scarcity society where you know you have your food printed, where you have you know like uh, entertainment on demand, and you can just enjoy your life and be with friends or be in VR, or whatever. Yeah, um, I think that should be the vision and. We should utilize the tools we have with that vision in mind. Mm. So as long as you know like where you want to take the society, then you can use your tools better. I don't think we should just like stop. We should direct it, probably government policy, etc. But we should see where it can take us. Interesting. Cool. Well, look, thank you all for coming in today. It was good to get your perspectives into um, some pretty interesting topics. You know, we talked about VR, we talked about robots, we talked about AI, we talked about you know, flying cars, um, an interesting episode and interesting topics to, uh, to, to uncover. But um, thanks for your perspectives and uh, yeah, good to get your point of views. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, thanks for watching this podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, comment, etc., etc. And I'll see you in the next episode.